Chapter 32 Mama, when did you know that you loved Papa? Was it the sickening sadness that sits in your stomach at the thought of being separated yet again? Was it putting your body between him and his worst nightmares? I've always loved Tyke as a friend, which is probably why I would soon rather face Althod myself than see him go back to the Ilderim for my sake. It always seems like I learn what I cherish most when it's too late. Otherwise, I don't think I would miss you as much as I do right now. Ilse slung her pack over her left shoulder and secured a cloak around her neck and over her shoulders. She wore some of the darker travel clothing they had accumulated with their earnings and turned to face Reshma and Tyke, both dressed for travel but not armed and prepared to leave so soon. We'll meet together soon, right? Ilse asked nervously. She clasped her hands together in front of her body. She was only separated from Reshma once and was worried about traveling alone. As long as we stick to the plan, Reshma said. She approached Ilse and gave her a big hug, something Ilse wasn't prepared for. That hug suggests it'll be longer than planned, Ilse joked. Reshma rolled her eyes but didn't smile. I'll walk you to your horse, Tyke murmured, taking Ilse's hand. She took it and looked once more over her shoulder at Reshma as she said, Be careful out there. They went down the hall and quietly down the stairs. There were a few people in the dining area of the inn, but they were slumped over their tables. Hardly anyone was even present to see them leave. Once they quietly closed the indoors behind them, Ilse and Tyke made their way to the stables. The summer sun was too stubborn to set, although it was finally getting dark enough to rely on torches and lanterns. Ilse gave Tyke's hand a squeeze and said, I have a feeling you're not going to meet us after our short separation. Tyke smiled sadly and looked to the ground. He nodded. Sorry, was all he said. I want you to stay, Ilse sighed. The idea of going home seems more real when you're here. Where are you going? I can't say because I know you'll follow, Tyke said. As much as it helps to follow you around to find people to fight, I can't help you more this way. Trust me, even though Althod leads the Ilderum, it's Rubens that taught me the meaning of hell. He was the one that forced me to be a soldier. You know I'm a creator, not a destroyer. He's using me to get to you, and I can't let that happen. So a bit of distance will help you find the lady you're looking for and it'll help me destroy him from the inside out. You're going to kill him? Ilse whispered. What was that bit about not being a destroyer? A leader like him only needs a few brutes to follow him, Tyke murmured. If I can help the others escape the influence of the amulet, then maybe I can scrape together a few men and women who want their own piece of revenge, too. Ilse silently looked up at Tyke in defeat and took both hands into hers. I'll miss you while you're gone. Tyke kissed her softly on the lips before she used her hands to hold his face to kiss him back. I pray I'll soon be able to do this again, Tyke smiled. Now go while the night is on your side. Promise me you'll find me again, Ilse said, or I'll tell your mother. Tyke snorted and nodded in defeat. He gave her one last kiss on the forehead, then turned her around and gently nudged her in the direction of the stables. She walked quietly to the stalls and looked over her shoulder to see Tyke noiselessly disappear behind the inn doors and back inside. She went down the first row of horses, pulling down a lantern left in the stall and lighting it to guide her. Most of the horses were settling down to sleep. There were a few stable hands tending to the horses and putting blankets over them. Dash didn't exactly sense Ilse, but became aware that someone was approaching. Dash still had his halter over his back as Ilse grabbed the saddle and straps to prepare him for travel. As she tried to soothe and coax him away from the stall, she caught a figure out of the corner of her eye and turned and flinched simultaneously. Berg! Ilse gasped. Hello there! 
Elsie tried to mask her surprise, while Berg made no attempts to mask his own emotions. You're leaving! His features were downcast and flat, completely devoid of his usual good-natured charm. Yes, was the reply. Can I help you get safely out of town? Sure, of course, Ilse said, guiding Dash along. Maybe you should leave your horse here, Berg said, taking the reins and guiding Dash back to the stall. But come to the sanctuary, Berg whispered, and Ilse dared to follow. After a few minutes of brisk running, they made it inside the barn, which felt similar to the horse stalls, except the sleep sounds came from every inch of the barn and the air was thicker and warmer. Whoever is after you will think twice if you're riding a dragon like this one, Berg said, gesturing towards Crescent. Ilse's mouth gaped as the creature obeyed the hand gestures and sharp whistle by coming towards them. Ilse dared to look the beast in the eye as it brought its face close to Berg's to receive a gentle stroke between its pearly nostrils. You want me to fly on Crescent? Ilse whispered incredulously. And what do you mean, whoever is after you? I've been worried about you three since dinner, Berg said. The way you talked about your families being taken. I don't need three guesses on who might have taken your family, Ilse. Ilse's eyes widened and bit her lip. Surely Berg was no idiot. You're clever, Berg, Ilse said. We want to go find who attacked our clans and we don't want them to come here to meddle with yours. It's appreciated, Berg nodded. We would gladly help. Not just the family, but everyone here. We don't like bullies, but we are simple. Then hang on to this, Ilse said, giving Berg a stone from her pouch. The lady I serve will defend you if you take good care of this. Seems not as messy as a dragon. I'll manage. Berg smiled at his own joke. He gave the stone a funny look and put it in the pocket in his trousers. Quite, Ilse said, smiling back. She and Berg both looked at Crescent, who was nudging for more scratches and rubs on his snout. He's safe. I swear it, Berg said. I've seen the way he takes a liking to you. I fully believe he'll protect you like one of his own, just like he'd do for me. If you think he'll help, Ilse sighed, feeling suddenly nauseous. It felt like her stomach dropped down into her boots. However, she was sure that the trek to finding the burning tree would be easy and incredibly short if she could see it from the air. Berg whistled again for Crescent, and the dragon moved slowly behind him on his clawed back legs and wings, with Ilse following behind after the last of Crescent's tail slunk out of the barn. Up! Up! Berg said, motioning to Crescent. Ilse sprang up a bit and swung her leg over to sit on Crescent's back. She hadn't realized how big Crescent was until she could comfortably sit on his back. Her boots barely touched the ground. You must nudge him at his side to steer, like a horse, but be gentle with his scales, Berg instructed. Ilse nodded, with a forced smile, wishing away thoughts of sudden death. When Ilse was about to wrap her arms around Crescent's neck, Berg handed her a small, thin whistle on a small chain. This is for you, to tell Crescent to lift off or to land. You must use this. I've trained him to listen to it, so he will react to it, Berg said, and Ilse situated the chain around her neck. I owe you my life, Ilse said. If I don't lose it while flying on this dragon... She smiled to show she was joking. Berg just smiled in shyness and meekness as he took off a few spaces back to give them birth. Ilse took the compass and looked for north. The trees of Beast Forest were to the northwest and the Red Mountains were to the east. The very last rays of purple and red were sinking behind the trees to the west when Ilse put the whistle to her lips and wrapped her arms tightly around Crescent's neck. She clamped her eyes shut, blew a clear note, and gripped firmly as Crescent's wings unfolded and flapped. As Ilse began to rise from the spot on the ground, she felt a slight jerk as Crescent began his flight. 
The ice chanter yelped in fright and excitement as Crescent gained some air and didn't wait long to zoom ahead. Ilse dared to look back down and waved to Berg, who waved back from his spot below. Ilse looked ahead, feeling every muscle tense in her body to keep herself latched onto the dragon. Crescent probably wasn't used to her weight. It showed in the way they would randomly drop a foot or so in the air, or they would gradually sink if Crescent coasted. This started to happen about an hour into their flight. She was starting to wonder why Berg thought this was such a good idea. Instead, she thought to maybe try her luck at directing Crescent down to the forest below to let him rest. They were flying above a large river bordered by dark sands and grasslands. As much as it was thrilling and convenient to have him, she would understand if he naturally wanted to find his way back to wherever he came from. Her potential plans came to a halt when she saw the sudden gather of gray clouds. The winds increased and Ilse was afraid for them both. The breeze was pushing them away from the mountains where they were heading. She turned her head to get a better view of her surroundings as Crescent circled and descended on his own. They had drifted more towards the edge of Beast Forest. It would still be a few days flying by her guest to even reach them, but it still made her worry. Just the thought of being lost in the trees again made flying a dragon seem like the more enjoyable option. She guided Crescent verbally and physically to turn. Come on, you're right, Ilse grunted. Away from the mental trees. Good boy. Ilse thought that if they could make it to the mountains, Crescent would get a break and Ilse could be closer to the burning tree. Suddenly, a fierce crack sounded over the immense sky. Crescent let out a roar that rang in Ilse's ears. Ilse felt herself falling much faster to the ground than she would like and screamed loudly to prove it. The dragon must have been struck by lightning by the smell of burning flesh that rose to Ilse's nostrils. Her first thought was that Yildirims were involved. The storm came out of nowhere and there wasn't a cloud in the sky when they departed. A soldier must have seen them and tried to shoot them down. They commanded lightning without a single cloud. Ilse hoped Yildirims couldn't control the skies, too. Crescent wasn't flapping anymore to maintain control, and they were making a beeline towards the trees. Ilse buried her face into Crescent's neck, ready to feel the sudden pain she expected. She went with her gut and cast a swift spell to guide them towards the mountains. She did so and was soon embraced into the darkness of the terrain below.